Good evening. If you want to go ahead and turn to uh, Galatians. I think there was uh, some conspiracy of someone trying to steal my sermon notes to uh, shorten tonight's sermon. I don't know who that would could be, <laughs> but uh, I told them uh, I have them memorized. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But we're, we're in uh, uh, Galatians uh, chapter chapter 1. And we, we are into, this is, I think, the third, the third sermon. We're working through uh, this, this wonderful uh, letter of, of Paul to the, to the church, uh, churches of, of Galatians. And just, just to give um, some, some quick context, um, so Paul, Paul planted these churches on his, on his first um, missionary journey. Uh, you, you can read that, that story in, in the letter of Acts, Acts chapters 14 and, and 15. And uh, Paul traveled with with uh, Barnabas, and um, uh, was a, a great uh, missionary journey. They they came back from that journey. Uh, they had traveled to to Antioch of, of Pisidia, Iconium, Lystra, Derby, and um, uh, the, the the door of faith was open to the Gentiles, and that that was a tremendous thing because the gospel then was not only for the Jew, the ethnic Jew, the gospel was for the nations. And so uh, Paul came back from this trip uh, with, along with Barnabas, and uh, they came back to their, their home-sending church of, of Antioch, a, a different Antioch, Antioch of Syria, and gave the, the report of these, of these wonderful things uh, that, that happened on their, their missionary journey. Um, so, I, you know, I think of, of back to Genesis. We've been in Sunday school studying the Old Testament and this, this promise given to Abraham. Uh, back in uh, Genesis 12, in you all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And so this blessing of Christ, Christ coming to this earth, um, living a perfect life, uh, dying on the cross, rising from the grave, ascending to be with the, the, the God the Father, um, this wonderful news is now being proclaimed. And so the, the nations are hearing this message uh, through this uh, apostle Paul, the apostle to the, to the Gentiles. So he gets he gets back there to uh, his home church of, of Antioch, and um, he's there for some time. He's he's back there preaching, teaching uh, in Antioch, and uh, he he gets a very um, sad, troubling report uh, from these churches that he had planted there in in the region of of, of Galatia, um, and uh, th- this this wasn't a, a small issue. This was no small matter. Uh, as as uh, Pastor Gary shared uh, last Sunday evening, um, uh, Paul Paul there says in in verse uh, verse six, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ. People were deserting Christ because of these these false messengers, um, and as as we we saw last week, Paul was troubled. He even more than troubled. He was enraged. It seems to me with the, the choice of words that we saw in, in last, last Sunday's uh, text. Uh, he, he says um, in, in verse 8, But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be reprimanded. doesn't say that. Let him be uh, disciplined. No. Let his, let his hand be slapped. Let him be put out of church. No. Let him be accursed. Let him let let him essentially um, be damned, be accursed, and and just to make it clear, 
Um, he, he repeats himself uh, twice in, in the next verse. As we have said before, so now I say, say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. This, this was no small matter to Paul. Paul was, he was upset, he was angry, and hence he writes this letter to the churches of, of Galatia, churches, believers that he had, he had seen come to Christ, and he was troubled over this. Um, and so this was no small matter, and I submit to you, this is no small matter today. This matter of the gospel. Do, do we know the gospel? What, what, what is the gospel if someone were to ask you that uh, you know what? What would you say? Um, I've I've had I'm, I'm a, a high school teacher at Rock Hill High School, and um, I've had occasions here in the past couple weeks um, after class is over. I got you know five minutes at the end of class, and students will you know come up to me to talk, and we would converse, and and I would try to you know um, uh, move the conversation to spiritual matters, and um, I, I've asked several students in the past couple weeks. Um, Various questions. What is the gospel? And just a kind of a blank look on their face. With, I don't know. What, what is that? And um, church-going students, even. Uh, I've asked a, a question. Um, if, if you were to stand before God uh, now and, and he would ask you, why should I let you into my heaven? What, what would you say? And um, um, church-going uh, students, um, just really, a, a you know, I, I'm... I'm a, I'm a good person. I, I don't do really bad things. I, I read my Bible. I go to church. And uh, that, that's, that would be their answer. And uh, there, there's a lot of false gospels out there. And so the Lord, you know, I gave, gave me the opportunity to, to share with them the, the truth of the gospel. This is no light matter because, as Paul uh, alludes to here, without the, without the gospel, there's no salvation. People are accursed if they are if they don't have knowledge of the gospel if they don't know the truth of the gospel, and so it was wonderful to hear that the testimony tonight of Spence and his baptism and, and hearing him proclaim and uh, uh, in his testimony share the gospel and now kind of, and, and understanding what happened and uh, you know I can relate to that and many, many of you can but this this is no small matter as as we are studying through Galatians and. A kind of a general outline to the, to the Galatians 6 chapters. Uh, the first two chapters deal with uh, Paul as his authority as an apostle. And that's important because that authority was being attacked. If you can uh, uh, um, successfully discredit the apostle, then you can discredit his message. And so he addresses that in the first um, uh, two chapters of, of Galatians. And, you know, uh, Whit mentioned why, why I trust the Bible. This is kind of a specific look at why I trust Paul. Why trust Paul? And so Paul uh, uh, addresses that in this, these first two chapters. The next two chapters, three and four, really look at the, the message. What, what is this message of the gospel? How, does it, uh, how is it distinctive from these false teachers? And the last two chapters are the, the practical implications of that message, of that gospel. Um, but tonight we're, we're just in that, that very first uh, uh, section, uh, the authority of Paul, which was being criticized by the so-called Judaizers who are coming in and discredit, discrediting the le- legitimacy of Paul's authority. He's not a true apostle. Apostle, uh, the, the, the thought was you have to be one of the 12. Uh, 
one of the 12 apostles that uh, Christ chose, uh, of course, excluding uh, Judas, who was who betrayed Christ and but was later replaced by Matthias. Um, so who, who is Paul? His oddball apostle? Why, why should we um, listen to him? Uh, he wasn't one of the 12. Um, so why? I mean, we have 13 letters in the, in the New Testament. Uh, you know, what what answer could we give? And um, I, I know many of you here are believers and you believe in, in the uh, the writings of Paul. But why? If, if you were faced with that question, why why believe in the authority of the Apostle Paul? Because a lot of a lot of people, a lot of um, this next generation, you know, why why should we accept this? And so, um, hopefully, this this can be uh, beneficial uh, to us tonight. Um, so this is, we're going to take up. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and read um, the whole text, and then we'll we'll go through it piecemeal. But chapter one of Galatians, uh, starting in verse eleven to the end of the chapter. <clears throat> For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from, from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in, in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my, my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and, and remain with him 15 days but I saw <clears throat> none of the other apostles to except James, the Lord's brother. In what I'm writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown in person uh, to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God uh, because of me. I think in this this whole little section that we're reading, Paul is he's he's really he's giving an, kind of an, a, a selective autobiography of his life to um, to show why he can be uh, accepted as this uh, apostle with authority. There's three sections to it. There's his uh, pre-conversion before he came to Christ, um, and then there's mention of his conversion, and then his uh, post post-conversion. Uh, so. Paul is saying, you know, why, why should I be considered apostle? Consider exhibit A, myself. Look at myself. Look at my life. Uh, consider what happened, and then, and then you decide. There was a, uh, you've heard uh, perhaps um, this, this saying um, when considering the claims of Christ, uh, liar, lunatic, or Lord. And, and the thought was uh, Christ was was either uh, you know a, a mastermind with this this great deception to fool people, and uh, was a liar, or uh, he was um, just out of his mind, thought he was the son of God, but wasn't true, or finally Jesus was really the great I am, as you know Paul, uh, uh, Pastor Dave read this morning, John in John eight, uh, Jesus said before 
Abraham was, I am. And he was making a claim to divinity. Either he was just lying about that, or he really thought it was true and it wasn't, or he really was. Uh, This sort of same process of reasoning, I think, can be applied to the life of Paul. Was, was Was he a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord's apostle? Um, I, in fact, just a couple weeks ago, uh, John Piper had an article, and um, he entitled it Liar, Lunatic, or Reliable. I, I wanted to make it all else to make it a little more memorable. But uh, so the, the, that, that's the question for us, and that's the question for any who consider the, the claims of Paul. Uh, ha, you know, have we decided, or even, after, even if you have decided, why do you accept uh, Paul's apostleship. There in verse uh, 11 and 12, I think we, we, we kind of we see a, a, the summation of what we're going about to read. He says in verse uh, 11, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul, right there at the beginning, says, he said, let me make this very clear, for I would have you know, brothers. And he says it in a, first in a, in a negative sense. Um, this, this gospel that I preach is not man's gospel. I did not receive it from any man. That, that is, this is not um, a man's invention. Uh, I did not just think this up. I did not uh, imagine this up, uh, nor, was I, nor was I taught it. So it wasn't uh, transmitted. I didn't receive it from someone else. It wasn't. Um, a gospel that I received by transmission. So he's, he's saying it in a negative sense. Then he says it in a very uh, a positive sense. I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And I think this is given kind of the, the summary statement of what he wants uh, to uh, give in this uh, text that we're reading tonight. I'm, I'm no uh, secondhand apostle. I'm no oddball apostle. Um, uh, as his critics, uh, I think, were um, laying against him. He received it through a revelation uh, of Jesus Christ. Um, so, you know, how can you, so how can you say this? First, we look in verses 13, his, his uh, pre-conversion. Um, let me read that again, verse 13 and 14. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently. And tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. Paul was a well-known a bounty hunter, bounty hunter for Christians. He, um, I mean, you, you now where, where does this all begin? I, I think if you look back in, in Acts uh, seven it, with the stoning of Stephen, and uh, Stephen's given this. This great uh, address, and uh, he's he's given this great synopsis of the Old Testament and and uh, interpretation of it, and and the Pharisees are hearing this, and they are they are enraged at Stephen, um, and uh, they're even stopping their ears because they don't want to hear uh, from Stephen because he's proclaiming Christ in, in from the Old Testament scriptures, and uh, and so they they stone they stone Stephen if you remember. And if you remember who's, who was there, Paul was there uh, guarding their garments, giving approval to, to what was de- done there. 
Um, you know, I've, I've read and I've heard um, uh, people say that, you know, Paul, he saw that and he saw that the way this happened, that um, the Lord was using that and he was um, he was coming around to say, well, maybe this is this is real. Maybe Jesus is real. I, I just I don't see that. I just don't see that uh, in the in the text, because it says right after Paul saw at the time ravaged the church. Uh, in just a few verses after he he saw this um, stoning of Stephen, and he said, "This is my life calling. This this is what I want to do." He was a young man at the time, and he just became emboldened with, "This will be my vocation." Uh, so he from there it says he he ravaged the church, went from house to house, um, imprisoning uh, men and women, and uh, uh, and bringing bringing them to death. He 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 was um, he became well known. He was good at it. He was successful at it. And uh, interesting with this persecution, the believers spread throughout the Mediterranean world. There, uh, by God's sovereignty, the gospel spread even through through persecution. But Paul, his his um, um, claim to fame was he was extremely zealous, uh, um, pursuing per- persecuting the church of God, trying to to destroy it. Uh, and even uh, was doing so, getting uh, letters of recommendation to go to Damascus, a six days journey to uh, find Christians there. And if you remember, they knew him there. Ananias knew him, who was in, in Damascus, and and said, "Well, Lord, you want me to go to to Saul, the the this this one who who persecutes Christians?" So it was it was a well known, established. Um, he had a well-known, established reputation of being a persecutor of Christians. Uh, he was—he was not just some uh, brute, or he—he uh, was a—he was in—he was very intelligent. He was advancing, it says, um, in um, the traditions of his fathers in in Judaism, advancing beyond many of his own age. He studied under the 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 teaching of, of Gamaliel. He was he was a rising star in in Judaism, and um, so this is this is his life. This is his life before his conversion. And the thought is here: how can you how can you account for this? This this was, um, and, and a scholar would agree, this was Paul's life. He was uh, uh, zealous for killing Christians, growing in his his. Um, Knowledge of Judaism, the law of God, um, and so uh, you know. So why uh, why does Paul share this? He's showing uh, you know why. What can account for this? What can account for this drastic change in in my life? I I hated the the gospel. I despised the gospel of Christ. I wanted people imprisoned. How how can we account for this? It was 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 did Paul just wake up one day? And um, so, you know, I'm, you know, I think I'm, I'm tired of this and I just want something new. And um, and so instead of destroying these Christians, I'm going to join I'm going to join their cause. And um, uh, for whatever motivation, make make a name for himself, maybe. And uh, and so uh, decide he wants to become a believer. And uh, so was he a liar or uh, was did he wake up one day and was there? You know, on the road to Damascus, he, there was some, you know, imbalance in his in his brain, and he just uh, went uh, crazy, delusional, and uh, 
thought he saw some vision and, and decided that Jesus was the Messiah. I mean, that's, that's an option. Or you can be- believe, as Paul has said uh, in the very first verse, I'm an apostle not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ. And, and the decision for each one of us, Paul is, is making some amazing claims here. Uh, even what we read uh, earlier, verse 11 um, and 12. Uh, I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, he was either lying about that, he was either delusional, or he really met Christ. And we, we have to decide where do we come down on that. Uh, so this, this was his uh, pre, pre-conversion. Uh, verses 15 and 16, we look at uh, Paul's, Paul's conversion on the, on the road to Damascus. Verse 15 and 16, let me read again. But when, when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. And I'll stop there. So Paul, he gives just a very brief account of, of his conversion. Um, you could read it more fully in, in Acts chapter 9. And Paul, again, his, 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 uh, his argument is he's an apostle not from man or through man, but uh, through Christ. In his, in his uh, pre-conversion, you see the, the drastic change in his life. And in the, the conversion, uh, how, how does he uh, portray it? Well... With the, his pre-conversion, it was always I, I, you know, I was persecuting the church. I was trying to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism. But if you notice in, in his conversion, it's God doing the work, God doing the work. If he is an apostle from God, it's not from any man. It's not even from himself. It is God who has converted, who saved him. You see it, you see it in, in how he relates it in verse 15. Um, but when he who had set me apart before I was born, and, and there's just a, there's a mountain of, of theology there, and uh, that, that's not going to be the emphasis of, of the sermon here, but I, I think suffice it to say, God chose Paul, Saul at the time. God chose him. And, and, and God uh, not only knew about him, but he had a plan. He, he had a plan for him. Before he was even born, I think is, is the picture. And I, I, I think of, uh, yes, yes, Paul did he, did, he did choose Christ, but God chose him first. God chose him first. Um, uh, Jesus said to his disciples, his, his apostles, uh, you, you did not choose me. I, ch- I chose you. And I think it's speaking chronologically. Yeah, they choose Christ, but predominantly uh, initiating, uh, the initiation was Christ. And the same thing was true with Paul, if words mean anything. But when he had set me apart before I had done anything, before I was born, see, we see God who planned his conversion and his apostleship. Uh, so we see that there in the next, uh, and who called me? God, who called me by his grace. And so it was, it was not only a, a plan, he, the Lord planned this, uh, he put it into effect, he called him. Uh, and we, we see that on Damascus Road. Um, um, Pastor Dave mentioned, you know, the Lord gets someone's attention. He calls her name twice, and he says, Saul, Saul, 
Why, why are you persecuting me? Uh, was, was Paul at the time, you know, having doubts about his, what he was doing uh, um, and going to Damascus? Was he having second thoughts? No, he was arrested by this call of God. And this light, this heavenly light shone around him, and he heard this booming voice, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And uh, so the Lord effectually called him. He put this plan into effect. And uh, Paul, who thought he was, he thought he was serving the Lord. He thought he was serving the Lord by what he was doing amazingly. And, uh, but this, this voice says, Saul, Saul, you're persecuting me. You're, you're, you're persecuting me. And, and, and Paul taken aback is um, realizing this is the, you know, this, this must be the Lord. Who, and, well, well, who are you? And the voice says, I'm, I'm Jesus. I am Jesus. Who are you? You are persecuting. And Paul's eyes were opened. So the Lord called. He, he planned. He planned uh, his conversion, his, his appointment. He, he called him. He initiated. And then uh, he was pleased to reveal his son to me. And um, this, this is just, uh, uh, I feel like so much here, but... Um, this revelation of Jesus to Paul, on, on one level, Jesus uh, appeared to Paul. I mean, I mean, that's one of the, the tests of being an apostle was you have to be an eyewitness of Christ. But, but did, Paul, did Paul actually see Christ? I mean, he wasn't with the, the 12. Um, so, well, he appeared, with, appeared to him on the Damascus Road. And uh, he heard the voice, and the voice was identified as as Jesus, and if you, you read that, there's another account in Acts 26. He said, I, you know, I've appeared to you, Jesus speaking. Uh, I've appeared to you and will appear to you. So he was going to appear to him more. Uh, you read in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, it says, last of all, he appeared to me, the, the, the least of all the apostles, least to be called an apostle. And so Jesus was revealed to Paul in a very real way. Jesus was speaking with Paul, and, and Paul was blinded i mean jesus was wrapped in this heavenly glory uh, but he was there and 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 paul saw him so so in 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 one one level he was he appeared to to uh paul and then uh, you know in another way uh paul, paul knew the the uh the claims of of this reports of jesus he he heard that he was some miracle worker heard uh, you know he healed the blind he he raised the dead and he heard all these things he heard about the sermons on the mount and and such and he died on the cross and um there was a claim that he even rose from the grave but paul didn't paul didn't believe this he believed it was uh, you know some fabrication but when that voice i who he believed to be the lord was jesus then he, he was he knew it to be true. He knew it to be true, and so this his eyes were open to the truth of Jesus, and so he was revealed uh, to him. The, the, the verse in, in 2 Corinthians uh, four six says that God has shown in our hearts to sh- to show the, the the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And Paul wrote that in in Corinthians, and he experienced that here because he saw that Jesus was the true Messiah, was the Savior of the world. And so he revealed, revealed himself. And uh, so this, this was his conversion experience. This was the, the, the moment, you know, we heard with uh, Spence tonight 
when uh, it, it just it just clicked for him, and um, and for for you tonight, uh, and now perhaps it, it was most likely was no Damascus Road. That was a unique thing, I believe, but no less as as we understand with the, the gospel, he's shown in our hearts the truth, and we say, yes, I believe. Not a mental, not just a mental, but a a heart belief. Jesus is real. Jesus is real. And what he did for me counts for me. And uh, I, I, I love him and trust, treasure him and trust him. And uh, that, that has happened for us as believers. Uh, so Paul, Paul, um, by his very conversion, uh, he was, he was not seeking Christ. He was, he was doing the complete opposite, uh, hating uh, Christ and the, the Christ followers in this this way. He was doing the opposite. God did a mighty work in this um, in this Paul. And Paul is saying, "Here's a, here's another evidence. Uh, look at look at my conversion. God, who uh, he he uh, set me apart. He called me. He revealed His Son to me. It was all the Lord. It was all the Lord. It was not my my doing. I was not the author of my own salvation. So." We see, we see uh, in his in his pre life the drastic change that that came about in Paul's life, and then we see in his, his miraculous conversion how uh, the Lord uh, was uh, working in his his life, and then lastly we look at his his uh, post conversion. So those um, uh, you know uh, false teachers, those Judaizers may you know may say, okay, um, yeah, I mean it was undeniable. You're, you're you have changed. You, you were once um, persecuting Christians. Now you're preaching Christianity. That was obvious to all. That that could not be denied. And so there, there's obviously been some change in your life, Paul. And you have you know this this testimony you shared on, on the Damascus Road. But okay, so you're you're a unique guy, um, but you're no apostle. You're no one of the twelve. And and so uh, you. You weren't with Christ. You weren't there. So you're, you, you must have just, uh, you know, you got that, the message, the gospel secondhand. And so you're inferior to the apostles. And so you're just like us. You know, we, we get the, we hear the teaching, we hear the apostles' doctrine. And so they, they are trying to discredit Paul and his authority to this apostleship from Christ. So how, how, how does Paul address that? He, he uh, says a lot, a lot more here in his post-conversion. And um, so let, let's, let's just uh, you know, look at it. Uh, I think what the emphasis here is Paul is showing his, his uh, independence from the apostles, his independence from the apostles. And just keep that in mind um, you know, as, we, as we read this uh, text again quickly. Um, uh, let me... Overlap a little bit. Verse 16 was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remain with him uh, 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And what I'm writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, 
and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified uh, God because of me. And so, so he, he's had this tremendous conversion experience. His, his eyes are open, literally. I mean, he was blind for a few days. And he's open to the, uh, to the truth. And, um, I mean, you would think, okay, um, Paul, uh, shouldn't he go to Jerusalem now? Go back to Jerusalem and get with the, the apostles? I mean, he, he wanted to, he sat under great teaching. How about go to the apostle, the 12 apostles, and get their story? I mean, that would make sense to me um, to see, you know, Peter, James, and John. And, you know, Peter, you were there. You were with Christ for three years. You know, tell me. Tell me what happened. You know, how, how, so, so, so Jesus, he really walk on the water? Is that really happen? Did, did Jesus really feed the 5,000? I mean, is, is that true? You know, tell me about his teaching. I mean, I would be, I would feel like I'd be all over that. But um, Paul didn't do that. He didn't do that. It's, it's, I think he's pointing out, and it's very, I think it's emphasizing it here. He says, I, I, um, I did not immediately consult with anyone. He was there in Damascus, and um, he didn't go to Jerusalem right away. Uh, and it, it says, I didn't, go to, I didn't go to Jerusalem either. I didn't go to the apostles who were before me. And, um, but I went away into Arabia and then returned again to Damascus. And he was, he was there in Arabia for, for a better part of three years. And um, why, why in the world... <laughs> Why wouldn't you go to Jerusalem and talk with these apostles? Well, you know, I, I think Gary alluded to it in last Sunday's um, Sunday evening's message. You know, the disciples were with Christ for three years. Paul was in Arabia for three years, and I I really believe he was he was getting that gospel down from Christ Himself, communing with the Lord, and. Uh, pouring over the Old Testament scriptures, and Christ was really, he was revealing himself to Paul. Paul said in Acts 26, I will appear to you. I've appeared to you, and I will appear to you. Look at Acts 26, and uh, Paul, he really got that gospel down in, in, this, uh, in this time of Arabia. And uh, uh, he came back to Damascus, and he was fit to be tied. You read, you read in Acts chapter 9, and he was preaching and teaching, and he was getting in trouble. <laughs> and uh, they, they wanted to kill him. It's like, what is this guy? He was, he was on our side. Now, now he's for the, for the Christians, and he's uh, telling about Christ. And, and if, if you remember the story, he, he had to be, um, had escaped from Damascus, had to be let through a hole in the wall, down through a basket uh, to, to escape from Damascus. They were ready to kill him. And uh, so he went to, um, uh, then, it's, so it, it gives the account, after three years, here's, here's his first visit. Here's his first visit to Jerusalem, um, to, um, and he sees Cephas. So he sees Peter, Peter Cephas, same, same person, and, and was with him for 15 days. And so, you know, well, did he get his gospel in? Well, he already had it. <laughs> he was already preaching it and teaching it. In fact, again, you go, you go back to Acts chapter 9, and he was preaching in the synagogues, teaching in the synagogues. Yes, he, he did, and he, he's very open and honest with it. You know, I, I was with Cephas, uh, remained with him some, some time, and, 
And I, I don't think it was an internship, intensive internship. It was more just, you know, hello, how are you, and, and share some things. And uh, the disciples were, in fact, afraid of him. <laughs> they were afraid of him. So what, what is this some kind of, you know, undercover operation thing you're going to get us now? And, uh, and uh, he, he didn't even see all the apostles. He saw, he saw um, uh, Cephas and, uh, and then James, the Lord's uh, brother. And you know, he gives this uh, a, a common oath, and, you know, before God, I do not lie. And so he's, I think he's really trying to emphasize and emphasize his independence from the apostle. He's not a second-hand apostle, an oddball apostle. He's on par with the apostles of Christ. And so we can read uh, the, the New Testament letters of Paul, the 13 letters of Paul, and not think, well, this, you know, we, we don't need to worry about that. No, no. These, he... He's either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord, and you you must come down on one of those those options. And if 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 he is the Lord's apostle, who has the revelation of Christ, well, we 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 really need to dig in all the New Testament. Yes, the Gospels they're glorious, they're all glorious, but uh, the Apostle Paul um, uh, has has. And just just wonderful thing to think about has has for us the words the revelation of Christ, and uh, so he he uh, he can he continues and I think it's a it's a wonderful thing uh, the the people here his so he he uh, he's in Jerusalem just a short time because they're going to kill him there they're going and so they got to get him out of Jerusalem and and so he goes to uh, uh, Syria and Cilicia um, Cilicia being his where he grew up in Tarsus and. And you know the, the the story goes on, and I'll, I'll leave for the, the the next one who's who's going to preach. Uh, but I think what's what's emphasized here is this um, this independence of of the apostle Paul. So he's he's on par uh, with the apostles' message. And the and the wonderful thing is, it's the same message. It's the same message. He didn't get it secondhand. So you might just copy it. No, it was independent, yet it was the same gospel. And I, I might have shared too much because that's, that's in chapter 2. But uh, I couldn't help that because I, I didn't want to leave any confusion if you're not here next, next Sunday. Because it, it wasn't a different gospel than the, the, other, the other 12 apostles. Uh, just, just quickly, uh, I love that, the way it ends there, uh, um, verse uh, 24, and they, they glorified God because of me. Um, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that a wonderful thing um, um, for, for Paul? They glorified God because, because of me. There's a, uh, on Mondays, a lot of times, or on any, some days, with my students, I'll, especially on a Monday, I say, guys, y'all give me some kind of motivating word, okay? It's Monday, everyone's dragging in here, everyone's sleepy and tired, and uh, don't want to be here. And What's your motivation? Somebody give me some, something. What? What motivates you? And it's not much. <laughs> Kids don't, you know. I, I probably say the same thing when I was when was their, their age. But I'd say, okay, y'all, y'all want something? You want me to give you something? And so I'll, I'll give them a word, and I'll, I'll give them a scripture verse. And um, and one verse I, I've shared with them: First Corinthians uh, ten thirty one. For whatever you, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. 
And I said, man, guys, if, if y'all can get a hold of this, even just the simple things, eating and drinking, you can do for the glory of God. That's my motivation. That's, that's what gets me up in the morning. You can do math, algebra, for the glory of God. And uh, like, it's like, are you speaking a foreign language or something? Uh, what I, I pray, and so we look at the we look at the life of Paul, and we see that uh, because of Paul's life, people glorified God uh, because of him. Let it be said of us that when they see us, they glorify God because of us. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, what a, what a blessed privilege to read your word, Lord. We thank you for this uh, particular scripture, Lord, and I feel like there was so much more to be said, Father. Uh, just pray you'll, you'll take these uh, meager words, Father, and uh, Lord, impact our lives, Lord. Help us uh, have a hunger for the scriptures, for in the scriptures, in reading the scriptures, we, we have what's given to us is the revelation of Christ, Lord, just a wonderful reality. Lord, we have an um, uh, amazing word from you and uh, through this servant of yours, the Apostle Paul. So Lord, give us a hunger, a desire to search these things and to know them to be true. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for Jesus. pray all this in his name. Amen.